0: Yeah, turn your phone in a landscape manner.
1: Let's see if I can. Just bear well, with me well, here. Yeah,
0: That's what because... you want to fill it up more. But if no, leave it if if it does yeah, it's good that way. Yeah.
1: It's good this yeah. way now.
0: It's okay. Good. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. sometimes it anyway, not
0: let me. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's okay. As long as you get in there. My internet's been acting a little janky. It won't affect the cloud that you're on. If I get, happen to get knocked off for a second, I'll be right back on. You know, sure. tonight's one of those nights.
1: And, and you can you know? hear me?
0: Loud and clear. Really, really good. Really, okay. really good. I can well. hear you real good. The colors are vibrant. Everything is looking good. You know, I mean, it, it's all good. It's all good. So it. I'm going to ease off here. This is your show now I'm a student. I'm not a teacher no more. I'm a student when you teach about the law, right? I kinda so.
1: sort of hear. Wait.
0: You're Is coming through good. You don't hear
1: now. Me good? Because sometimes I can hear like a hang on. Noah.
0: Noah. Oh, you know why? You know why probably? Because I hate those big clunky headphones that I have because they're they're shedding, and it's like a plastic piece around the edge. Let me show you. Hold on one second. Oh. And, and I don't like wearing these, right? Because they're kind of old. I got to get some new ones. Here it is. Look. When I wear Oh, these yeah. little pieces here shed. I hear you. When I take it off, it's all this black stuff, black flakes on my face. And lots of times I used to do the shows and walk outside, and people are like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I would put these over. Turn it up. And this is just the echo. You probably heard. I would turn yes. these up so I could hear you, but I don't have in my head. So I think that was it. So yeah, I'll turn it down where you really good. can't hear. Yeah. yeah, I can hear you. that. That's the problem. But when I'm muted and when you're teaching, you won't hear it at all.
1: Awesome.
0: Yes. <laughs> and I just want to say. You got an ever growing. A chat room that you need to deal with right now. It's Landon Price, but I'll let you take over with that. I'm gonna let you do okay. your I'm show, and I'll right be right now. here.
1: I'm gonna multitasking. get multitasking right now. See where everybody is. Uh,
0: Almost like a behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sweating that African sweat, and I love it. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Things have been going so smooth today. I took a run out after the other show, came back, got stuff done. Nice.
1: See, there you go. That works beautifully. That's
0: right. That's right.
1: <sighs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> we'll see
1: how it goes because I only right, have. Here you go. Yay! Look at that. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for your incredible patience today. <laughs> um, we're gonna get started with Cain and Abel. This was suggested tonight by David. So Cain and Abel. As we know, Adam and Eve had those two sons. Cain and Abel. And Cain was a farmer, you know, dirt farmer. Abel, he did produce, no, he did Animals, meat. And so they would have to give a sacrifice, you know, to show God that they were appreciative of all that God did for them. So they gave a sacrifice. Now, Abel was telling Cain, we have to give God the best of what we have to prove to God that we are grateful. Cain was like, Yeah, but we need that lamb more than he does. We should save that and and have it for ourselves. We can give God something else. Surely he will take something else. Abel is listening to Cain. And Cain is trying to convince Abel that he shouldn't give God the best. So finally now, because Abel did what he wanted to do anyway. He went and killed his best lamb and he made that sacrifice. And Cain gave the leftover of his produce to God. And of course, God was like, oh, Cain, you insult me. How dare you bring me the last of what you have begotten with you? Abel, he's, oh, Abel, I'm so pleased with your sacrifice." I do love the smell and taste of blood, don't I?" So Cain sees this, and uh, he goes away in a huff. And God says to him, why is your face so fallen? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? God says, you better watch that, you know. That's what you call jealousy there, burning in your chest. Take care of that. So Cain is like, whatever. <laughs> he leaves, right? So he goes out to the, he's he's talking to Abel. He says, look, just, just come with me. I just really need to get something off my chest. I just need to talk. Him and Abel go out to the field. He picks up a rock and cracks his head open. Abel died. God now, in all of his all-seeing wisdom, all-knowing eye, comes over, uh, Cain, where is Abel? Cain says, I don't know. What am I, my brother's keeper? God says, well, I know where your brother is because his blood is calling out to me from the ground. Why'd you kill your brother? And that's when he decided to tell Cain, I'm gonna mark you. Nobody, if anybody even kills you or tries to kill you, I'll destroy them. You will be like the scourge. You're marked for life. You can't go anywhere, you can't hide from anybody because everybody's going to want to kill you, but they can't because they'll see my mark and they won't touch you. But you'll have to pay that penalty for the rest of your life. Hmm. And there's the story of Cain and Abel. Now, we're looking for the law in this story. We always start at the beginning, mentalism. The all is mind, the universe is a mental creation. Now, in Cain's mind, he said, why should I have to please God? That was his thought. Abel on the other hand was, "Ooh, let me please God. Because, you know, God will reward me. God will love me if I please him. See, those two thoughts, those thoughts, those two thoughts are not even coherent. Right? They are in opposition. I'm writing, don't fret. But can you see something here with mentalism? Which one of these people would you prefer to be? You ponder that which one would you prefer to be well well, pope leo x yes we do know it's a story but the law is in the story but this story has two meanings if i have enough battery time i'll tell you everything so for mentalism you have one person who's saying why should i please why does god need to be pleased god is god god does not require me to please him he's god and the other is saying, but I must please God. If I don't please God, then I'm not worthy. Which of those two would you prefer to be? Let that ha- Just think about that. So now we have correspondence. Now for Cain, Cain is sovereign. Cain does what he wants to do. So does Abel. Abel does what he wants to do. But Cain is driven from something else. Cain is driven from the fact of, wait a minute. Okay, so you made me, and my existence isn't good enough for you. I have to please you too. <laughs> Cain started to think for himself. Abel, on the other hand, gave out of fear. As within, so without that correspondence. And the vibration there, which of the two of those had the higher vibration? If you look through the lens of the law, if you look through the lens of the law, who had the higher vibration and why did they have the higher vibration? Well, Cain had the higher vibration. Oh, but Angel, he killed his brother. Remember the law. The higher vibration is one of sovereignty. If you have to grovel and beg and plead to be accepted, you tell me how you're gonna behave. That is a lower vibration. Yeah. So the polarity is this. If you watch the two of their habits in their in the story, because they've always interacted, they've, they've always had a dialogue between the two. Always. Conscious, subconscious. Who's who? Who's the conscious and who's the subconscious? Because they swing between the two, do they not? The polarity. One of these is sovereign and the other is not. So one knows who it is, the subconscious knows who it is, Cain knows who he is. Abel, on the other hand, just wants to be, they're both subconscious, but if you think about who is the more conscious of the two, Cain, Cain is saying, I know who I am. So his subconscious is what's running the show. He knows who he is. Abel, on the other hand, in his subconscious, right? He's like, but I, I am not worthy. The rhythm is this feud they kind of had going back and forth. You could see this tug of war between the two of them. Every harvest, every lambing season, you would always see this tension between the two of them. It was inevitable, right? Causation has come along. Why is Cain at odds with Abel? What is the cause of that? The cause of that is blatant favoritism. Remember, we're looking at the law and what the causation is. We'll expand more. So causation is telling us something happened that made Cain feel the way he did. Something happened to make Abel feel the way he did. That came from God itself. That came from God himself. Because clearly, he had a favorite. He had a preference. He had a preference for Abel because of Abel's type of sacrifice. But we'll touch on that. So this is why mentalism, this is why Cain thought the way he did, and this is why Abel thought the way that he did mentally, from that exterior stimulus, which goes to show you from the outside, right? The outside will influence sometimes depending parents, right? They set the tone because you're, you're literally like a blank slate. They set the tone. If they begin to treat one better than the other, it's not because he is better or that the other is not. It's just that that's their preference. So Cain and Abel developed A personality based upon the preference of someone else. Someone else's mentality that they have within themselves had to come out. And that's how they influenced the upbringing of these two boys. Conscious and subconscious mind. That is causation. This is why Cain was jealous of Abel. Now gender. The projection. Cain's jealousy. He didn't know what to do with it. Didn't know what to do with it. Nobody showed him what to do with it. Because if you go back to that scripture, God said to Cain, well, you should do the right thing because sin is crouching at the door. Hmm. Because God knew what was going to happen. If you know the cause, you can predict the effect. He, He knew what was going to happen based upon the fact that in their minds, Cain felt as though, "Oh, so you have a favorite? I have to please you." Abel felt, oh, "But I must please God. If I don't please God, well then, I don't. I'm not worth living. I, I, I don't deserve life." So look at those two poles. Now they're both the same. Remember, polarity is just the same thing, just a different vibration. The reason why Cain's vibration was higher than Abel's, because when you take charge of yourself, you're sovereign. Sovereign has a higher vibration. But when you beg and you grovel, it says you're less than. And if you see yourself as less than, then that is a lower vibration. But both of them stem from fear. How so? How do they stem from fear? They stem from fear because you see that favoritism of God's? Oh, I prefer that. And it was not even a hidden favoritism. Uh, Pope Leo, I hope you stay. It's not, it wasn't even a hidden favoritism. It was in their faces. It was in their faces. So what what did God expect when he projected his perception into Cain, I prefer your brother. His stuff is better than yours. And he said to Abel, I accept yours, so I'm going to treat you better. So now Abel developed the mentality of, well, if I don't do what God wants me to do, I'm going to be punished. Cain said, I'm going to be punished anyway, so I'm going to do what I want. Gender. are are the principles right there. Mentalism, correspondence, vibration, polarity, rhythm, causation, and gender. Those are your seven principles. You see, how do we relate these things to life? Why did he? Why did he kill his brother? He killed his brother because he was jealous. Right? Right? He killed his brother because he was jealous. If you want the black and white of it, that's it, right there. That's what jealousy will do. And why did that jealousy come? Because it was fostered by an outside influence, a caregiver then. Remember, they were in the, they started out in the garden, but again, I digress. That's why he did what he did. So, Let's take it off the page for a moment from people and look at yourself. We have an outside influence by our caregivers, mother, father, you know, grandparents. And their perception caused them to project into us something, a way of being. We interpreted it as, well, I'm not good enough. I got to earn this. That's how we interpreted it. Or... We came up the other way, completely rebellious. I don't need you. Who are you? You can't tell me what to do. But both of them are from a place of fear. Both of them. So you see, to deal with that, when you use the law, you recognize that the person who put that mentality within you from a youngster, the person who put that in you, they were only giving you what was already inside of them. So they had their own insecurities that they projected onto you. And because our young minds are soft and pliable, they absorb like a a freshly tilled soil that is soft and seeds will take root in it right away. That's what happened. So now we grow up. Correspondence is kicking in there. Why? Because, oh, why you got to be so angry all the time? Why you got to be so belligerent all the time? Why nobody can tell you anything? Oh, that's Cain. Abel, on the other hand, is saying, Oh, but I'll do anything. Don't just just don't leave me. Don't don't desert me. I'll do I'll do anything to keep you around. See what we do based upon that exterior influence that was projected into us? So let's vibration. Listen, they're both lower vibrations, but the vibration of Cain saying, nah, that's not for me, is higher than it is to grovel. So if you have a vibration of, I'm not going to grovel, you don't have control of me, you'll get further. You'll have a lot of arguments in your life, but you'll get further than Abel. Why would you get further than Abel? Because Abel will always create from a place that says, I don't feel good about myself. I have to prove my value. I have to prove myself to get anything. So you see, both are low vibrations, but relative. They're relative. You'll get more with Cain and that attitude than you will as a beggar, believe me. Well, you can see it for yourself. You get that vibration, now you have the polarity. You're going between Cain and Abel. You're going between the frustration and the, the belligerents, you'll do what you want. And you're, you're swinging between. not good enough. They're the same thing. Just a matter of vibration separates the two of them. If Cain allowed himself to go as low as Abel did, he'd be a beggar too. Right? And because that rhythm is now showing up, you're swinging between, I can I can't, I can't, oh, I can't. Can, oh can. You're swinging between the two. Why would you swing between the two in that rhythm? Because the mentality has not been changed. We'll get there. The causation, why did it happen? Why do these two people, why do you and I behave the way we do? Because of that exterior thing that was projected into us. Gender, a thought was projected, whether by way of action, but it was projected into you and I. And that's why we behave the way we do. That's why we sometimes we have that, oh, you can't tell me, or, you know what, I really I really need to conform, I need to bend. But now, the same way they got into the situation, meaning there was a projection, there was a projection that entered them. So their subconscious minds were impregnated, yes, by the exterior. So that is the way to fix the problem. You don't want to be angry and belligerent, nor do you want to be a beggar, but you want to have confidence to know that, you know what? I am, and I can do. You want to have that confidence. So how do you get that confidence? You recognize that the thing that was impressed upon your subconscious mind wasn't yours. That's the first thing, that wasn't yours. And then you come to that comprehension that that thought wasn't yours. And you say, well, that wasn't mine. So then who am I really? Now you start to say, who am I really? Now you develop those characteristics and you pick between the two. You say, look, eh, it's not a good idea to be completely belligerent and ignorant, but I should be sovereign. I should be able to think for myself. And it's not good to be a beggar. So I don't want that. Go down the middle. Because when you go down the middle and you say, well, I'm going to be confident and I'm going to choose. But I will respect, but I won't grovel. If you say, no, I'll take it. That's fine. But I won't beg you. I do have dignity. And when you now bring on that mentality for yourself, now you become who? You become the original person who projected in the first place. Who projected in the first place? God did. Oh, yes. Now, let's go to the other side of this story. Hmm. Now, these people, Cain and Abel, indeed, they were real. How so? Um, if you read the myths of Mesopotamia, you'll learn about them. Uh, the reason why they existed, I'm telling you they existed because the God who preferred the blood sacrifice, if you go back into like the, the Popovu, uh, um, it's on the tip of my tongue the Epic of Gilgamesh, all those things. When you go back and you read those Sumerian texts, you will find that the gods of that time preferred a blood sacrifice. But you see what the church has done, instead of telling you to go out and kill the fatted calf, they tell you what? Drink of my blood and eat of my flesh. Where do you think that came from? Look it up. See, this is why I love Billy Carson, because he does all of this hands-on dirty research where lots of Christians don't do it because they just read the Bible. But you have to read where the Bible came from and who these gods were, Enki and Lil Anu, right? So that's why this story has significance in it to show you Think about this. I think it was oh, I want to say Enlil, but no, it's Enki. He was the bad one. So, they prefer the blood sacrifice. This is if you think about this for a moment. Why? You create this is. Look at the inconsistencies. Look at the inconsistencies. Adam and Eve were the first people. They had two sons. But then it's either something is missing or something is missing on purpose. Because Cain and Abel did what? Moved away and married people. Who did they marry? If their mother and father were the first two people and they were the first two offspring, who did they marry? So like I said, the inconsistency is there for us enough to dig into it. And that's why I don't always dig into it because some people can't deal with that, but that's why I give you the law. Because the story has relevance. If you wanna read it like a story, it has relevance for you by way of law. And it is this, your mentality that you develop will have an effect on how you interact with your exterior world. This is why Cain killed his brother, because of jealousy. So how does one prevent jealousy? You prevent jealousy by first recognizing, is there room for jealousy in my mind? What is my mindset? What is my concept of myself and where did it come from that I can revel in jealousy and say, Ooh, oh, how dare you have more than me? I work just as hard as you. How do you uproot jealousy? By recognizing, recognizing that you have the capability of doing your own work and reaping your own reward. You have to come to that recognition. Then you come to that recognition that you do your own work and you get your own reward based upon the work that you put in, you would never look at George or Susie and say, Oh, but they have more than me. They appear to have more. The work that they did matches what they have reaped. Why? Because of the law of correspondence. As within you, so without you, right? So on the outside of you, so if you spend your time the way Cain did, constantly feeling like he wasn't good enough, so he got mad to say, well, fine, I'll need you then. Eh. That's where he developed that attitude from. But look at Abel. Same stimulus, different interpretation by way of their own eyes. This is why you can have siblings, and they, perhaps they were loved the same. Who knows? But they will interpret life differently based upon their own five senses. So if you tonight are cane and you say, this person has more than me, I am telling you right now, you can have whatever it is you want if you change that mentality. You have to change the type of seeds that you plant. Let me look in the chat cause y'all on fire tonight with this chat (laughs) Um, Rainbow Light Warrior yes you do Um, I'll see if I can I'll jot it down so I remember to Miss of Mesopotamia Envy Well, well yes jealousy and envy But they only come from, jealousy and envy are the effects. They are the effects. Listen, Abel didn't even think enough of himself to be jealous of Cain. His only focus was, how can I not have God destroy me? (laughs) That was really and truly his only concern. He didn't even have time for jealousy. He was too busy cowering in fear, trying to be better. Mm. But that's the thing, right, mixed genre? People who have the tendency to be be jealous, they are coming from a place of inadequacy. And it has nothing to do with you. Not a thing, nothing to do with you. So when you say stay away from them, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly because jealousy will make you do dumb things. What example do we have of that? Cain, where's your brother? When God knew, God knew full well where he was. How would God know? How would God know where Abel was? Because look at the law. He planted fear within the two of them. So that one became angry and jealous from his fear. And the other became inadequate with his fear. So the one who was preferred by God, right, sparked rage in the one. Yeah, sparked rage in him. God knew exactly what he was doing. So he knew what would happen eventually. How would he know? Because, and effect, the cause of jealousy, somebody's going to get hurt with jealousy. He knew that and he knew exactly which one would be hurt. You can't tell me he didn't know. Well, think about this. Go back to the Garden of Eden when God said, Adam, Eve, why are you hiding? What have you done? Who told you that you were naked? He knew because he's supposed to be God, right? Omnipotent omniscient, omnipresent. He's everywhere all the time and he's powerful. He sees and hears and knows all. But he didn't know the outcome between Cain and Abel? Come now. That's the story. But when it comes to your life and my life, we these people, like our mothers and our fathers, when we're little, we, we revere them like God. We have a certain level of respect for them. This is why they tell you children are resilient. You could treat them bad and they'll still love you. If you fall for that, you don't treat children poorly. Because clearly we see what happens to the perception, right? Okay. So because of these perceptions that we have from our caregivers, we revere them because we're so little. We revere them in our own way. So we become, they become like gods to us. Right. So sometimes when they tell you, oh, I don't have favorites, but clearly your actions say otherwise. You know exactly when this child begins to act out, you know why they're doing it. Right. So the charge is this. Look at Cain and look at Abel. Choose which one you would prefer to be, because you see the outcome Now, another way of also looking at this is Cain can also be the conscious mind, Abel being the subconscious mind, the old habit. Neville Goddard always says you've got to die to the old man, die to your old way of being. So when you look at polarity and you look and you see rage on one end and you're cowering on the other, you want to be right down the middle. You you never want to cower and beg. Why? Because look at what happened to him he was easily taken advantage of. Do you, do you hear me today with the law in this story? Let's look at the questions. Well, yes, that's exactly what happens, in Genre. A jealous person will say, well, if, if, it can't have, if I can't have it, you can't have it neither. Because they're blind to see they have the power to create it for themselves. They don't need to take it from you, they can create it for themselves. Preaching to the choir. And that jealousy is only the effect, mixed genre. It is only the effect. What's the cause? Poor self-image. Because when you think that you cannot accomplish, of course you're going to be jealous at every turn. And jealousy makes you angry. Jealousy is also cowardice if you think about it. What? Jealousy is cowardice because you'll hide and destroy someone. Why do you think Cain said to Abel, Come with me? Let me show you something. He got him away from all the prying eyes. The only other prying eyes were his mother and father's eyes, but he got him away into the field and hit him. That's what jealousy will do with you. And that jealousy comes from the mindset of, I am not good enough. I'm not worthy, and how dare you treat me this way? You treat me this way, but I don't know how to fix it. And I don't know how to protect myself. Do you see the child in that? Hello, Landon. Well, yes, again, and it will because people can't see that they have the capacity to change and do it for themselves. That's why I, but you see in the Bible, it also tells you thou shalt not covet. Of course, exactly mixed genre. Hello, Yvonne. Mixed genre, you hit the nail on the head. Get rid of jealous friends, because they want you dead. Some may not want you dead physically, but you know what I mean? This is what it is. But the way to separate yourself from jealous people, as within, so without. If you don't have that within you, you can't entangle with them you cannot entangle with their jealousy. So that means you have to be confident in who you are. If you're confident in who you are, your vibration is higher. Thus, you will be parallel to them, but you won't entangle because you're not the same. You're not the same vibration. Ah, mixed genre, you see? Let me read it. Jealousy is very hidden. It is not done out in the open at all. Jealous people are essentially cowards. Of course. Because they are afraid. Jealousy stems from fear. (laughs) Jealousy stems from fear. Right? Does this story make more sense to you now? barring the alien invasion portion. <laughs> because I can tell you the law in it because I can see the law around me every single day. I cannot tell it to you from an alien perspective even though, yes, they are here. They they are here. How do I know that they're here? Look at the law of correspondence. There's life I am life in the middle, so I am above something. I'm above the earth. If there's life in me and I'm above the earth, there's life in the earth, but I am below the heavens. So then there must be life above in the heavens. Listen to law as above, so below. I am in between both of those things. And because I'm beneath heaven and above earth, you see how relativity works. I, in, in, in relation to the earth, I am above the ground. So that means there's life beneath the ground. And in relation to the heavens, I am beneath the heavens. Thus, there is life above. So I can't sit here and tell you that they don't exist because the law says that they do. I just don't know who they are. Just like I don't know The cashier down the street, when I leave the grocery store, she's no longer in my mind. She no longer exists. But I know that she does. Right? Well, Yvonne, yes. Do you know why that fear of showing who they really are? Because they're afraid to disappoint. They're afraid to be judged. Look at Cain and Abel and you will see one man. Look at Cain and Abel and you will see one man. How so? Cain was afraid. He was not good enough. He was always lesser than Abel. So he was mad. He, was, he didn't know what to do because he was not an, a livestock farmer. So nothing that he was ever going to give to God was ever going to be good enough because he was not a livestock farmer, and God preferred blood. He did produce. So you see, he was never going to be good enough. Abel, on the other hand, he didn't want to be destroyed. He wanted to have the favor of God, so he came to God out of fear as well, instead of being who he was. So tell me, they're not, they're not different, now you understand polarity. Now you're beginning to see how love and hate can be the same thing. I love you so much, I will choke the life out of you. I know it looks like I'm angry, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm just impassioned, yikes, right? Love and hate are the same. I love you so much, I would choke the life out of you. I hate you so much, I would choke the life out of you too. At the end of the day, somebody dead. Somebody is dead. <laughs> So love and hate have the same result. It is only a matter of vibration that separates the two. Only the vibration that separates the two. And that is why if you look at Cain and Abel, you will see one person. Not two, but just one. Both of them struggling with the same thing. Wanting to be accepted. Feelings of inadequacy. It's a shame. It's shameful when you want what someone has, but you can very well go work and get your own. But you won't and want to take what belongs to someone else. And yes, it is shameful. Right. But you see that shame, that shame drives them to do the atrocity as well. Hmm. See, sometimes shame could be a helpful thing and sometimes not. Because as a society, we think if we shame you into change, shaming someone into change is a very low vibrational thing to do. Shame is not gonna make you change. Shame will make you hide and do what you do. Make sense? You don't want them to hide. You want them to be honest with themselves and to be honest with everybody else. So that's why you give a space and that's why you teach. This is why you teach so that people, once they comprehend, they will make the change. Look at the law. Look, this is why if you compare what is written in the Bible to what the law is, you will see the discrepancy. The law says, as you are in yourself, you will create on the outside of you. Versus, man, you better do what I tell you, because if you don't, I'm going to punish you. Which one of those two things are you going to want to strive for? Well, that depends on your mindset. If you don't want to be punished, then you will do things out of fear. And you see that fear because you don't want to be punished? It builds resentment. Oh, yes, it does. It builds resentment because you can't be your true self. Why can't you? Because of fear of punishment. But the law says, listen. You want good things, be good. Well, I I don't know what good is. Well, you want somebody to hurt you? No. You want somebody to take your, no. So don't hurt somebody and don't take somebody's stuff. Oh, okay. I can be honest. I can be my true self. The law always makes you honest and helps you to rise above your basic human nature. Well, Yvonne, so this has been in us from the beginning? (laughs) What a beautiful statement. Go back to the law and ask yourself, as within, so without. Remember, we are the creation. We're the effect of God. So if we have that nature, then so does God. Do not get God and the all mixed up. If we're talking about the Bible, we're talking about Lil G. Mm. But when you speak of the all, this is where the laws come from. That's how you can notice the difference. So if there's jealousy and rage and anger within the human, it came from the one who created the human. Well, why? Because as within, so without. It's their DNA. But again, I'm just using the law. (laughs) I'm just using the law. Because you can't, it's like if you, if you're gonna plant a particular species of plant, yes, you what do you want? You want the best seed quality, the seed that has the least amount of imperfections. Just like if you're gonna breed a stallion and a mare, you want the strongest of the livestock. Why? Because their offspring will match them. So if we, Have that that tendency for jealousy and rage and murder and whatever you want to call it. Well, then you better ask yourself, where'd they come from? Linger with that. Linger with that. But here's the thing, mixed genre. I'm going to say this to you. Be careful of the thing that upsets you because you run the risk of becoming it. Why? Because it has your attention. And I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying this goes for everybody. I said it to you because of the comment you made. And it prompted me to remind everybody. You see, then... I don't even want to use this, but I I, to, to show you to show you what I'm saying to you here. It is polarity at work. There's a video going around where this woman is yelling at a man. And she's just in his she's she's in his face. And She got so close to the man that he just put his hand on her chest, you know, to say, okay, you're in my space now. You're in my... And what did the woman do? Grab the man by the throat. Okay. They are there for the same reason. Look at polarity. Right? One person is saying... I'm who I say I am. The other person is saying, who you say you are encroaches. Now, they're both polarized to the extreme. If you have two things that are polarized on the extreme, what does causation tell you? Even though pro and anti, you can say I'm anti, you can say I'm pro but it's the thing that you are both pro and anti against that have your attention. And because you are so anti it, you can be prone to violence to protect it. And because you are so pro it, you can be prone to violence. But yet you're saying, well, I'm standing up for the right thing. But because you're standing up for the right thing, you see, What caused you to stand up for the right thing? The anger moved you. The justice moved you. And it became anger. So now the pro-person who is angry and the anti-person who is angry, well, we're going to have a confrontation. So that's why when you look at polarity, you must grasp that pro- and anti are the same. What makes them the same? The thing that has their attention in the middle. Pro and anti are the same. And the the longer you stay anti, the longer you stay pro, the angrier you become. (laughs) Go through history and tell me where I'm wrong with that. Because if you say you're anti and you're just peacefully marching and somebody comes along with a water hose and sprays you down or they come out with dogs and they try to attack you, you are going to fight back. Even though you're anti, you still have to protect yourself. You still have to bring violence to protect yourself from violence. This is why rioting doesn't work. Because rioting and oppression. Same beast. Polarity. Polarity. But that's the thing, mixed genre. Because you hate them, chances are that came because you had an experience that cost you something by way of jealousy, because that is experience speaking. That is not a belief. Mixed genre, that is, that is not a belief. You didn't just hear that jealousy is a bad idea. You experienced jealousy against you first person. That's why it has that potency for you. But now, you see what it does to you? It causes you to do what? It causes you to say, I hate it. And that will drive you to behave in a way that can be unsavory if you don't check it. Listen, I'm only telling you because I, too, have experienced it. So I understand. look at it. Go back and read what you just wrote. Go back and read what you just wrote. In my opinion, those with jealousy should have been the ones they should have burned at the stake in ancient times. Do you see what it does to us? It makes us justify the destruction of another. Remember, if you have the capacity, listen. You should always have the capacity, like Jordan Peterson said, to, you know, be a monster, but just rein it in. But I still struggle with that. Because look at what has to be on. This is not a judgment. Oh, sweet Jesus. You must feel this from me when I tell you it's not a judgment. I'm showing you. I'm showing you why the world is the way it is. If we say, ah, they should just be burnt at the stake because of what they, look at what what you have to become to perpetrate it. You have to become it to destroy it. This is the law of correspondence. That's why if you fight the thing, you will eventually become it. You don't fight it, transmute it. But you see, we weren't taught to do that. That's why I can say, this is why I love you with such fervor. Because if we look at ourselves you see, if you, if you look inside yourself first and you say, oh, my God, I can say that? I, I'd be willing to do that to somebody? You know what it makes you do? It makes you say, there has to be a better way. And then you become the better way. Oh, but Angela, if I become the better way, they're still going to be out there. This is when you got to do your care bear stare. (laughs) And and you've got to project unconditional love. Um, Listen, if you're going somewhere and you have to fist the cuff and protect yourself, that's what you have to do. But there's a difference between that and looking for it or having the sensation to perpetrate it. Let me read these comments. I I truly am not wanting to be offensive. I I want you to feel what I'm saying by way of law. Jealousy and the evils of the world would never cease to exist in this world. The best one can do is to rise above them. And Lola, yes, you rise above them. But you see, here's the beauty of rising above. You have to become it. So then you start to become it. What do you do naturally? You project what you are into the world. And when you begin to project unconditional love into the world. It makes a change. In a positive way. Right? Think about it. I want you to ponder. Y'all got me tonight. Because correspondence is so, correspondence is so beautiful. This is why I tell you the law only ever has your best interest at heart. How do you know that the law only has your best interest at heart? Look at what it does. It makes you see yourself. And if you can stand who you see, if you're going to say things like, well, should be destroyed. If you can stand who you see, then, you know, but if you can't stand who you see, the law will make you change. Not forcefully. It says, you know, uh, was, it, was it Snow White? Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? When you gaze into your own soul, if you like what you see, then you'll continue. Some people like what they see in the dark sign. But again, love transmutes everything. But if you look in there, this is why this is why again the law doesn't judge. The law doesn't say, oh, You got jealousy in your heart, fire for you. The law doesn't say that to you. The law says, oh, you have have jealousy and rage? Do you you want that? Because if you have that inside of you, you do know you're going to have to experience it on the outside, and then you'll be forever fighting. Is that what you want? That's what the law says. That's what correspondence says. And then you say, well, you know, I am kind of justified to feel this way. Correspondence will say, yes. I understand, but is that what you want to experience, even though you're justified? And then you say, well, is there a way for me to still be justified and not have to do that? (laughs) Now you're talking, because now you have to rise above the dark, because there's darkness within every one of us when I say darkness, what am I speaking of? The potential. The potential. You have to have the ability to see that potential and rise above it. What is that saying? It is better to be a warrior in a garden than to be a gardener in a war. You have, everybody has the potential. We all have it. It's just a matter of, do you want to foster it? Remember, you have to become the thing. Co- you see, when I tell you correspondence is beautiful, that's what I'm talking about. Oh. Let me look at these comments. Mip genre do, do, do you still love me? <laughs> because when I, I ask that question, because I understand offense, and I don't want to cause it. I just want to show you the law and what it can do for us as individuals. That's what I want to show you. The law doesn't judge, so I'm not going to judge you either, but I will show you correspondence. That's why if you, listen, I talk to myself all the time. I'm like, is that that what I really want to experience? Do I want that? I'm like, oh, Oh, I, well, I could, but, oh. and then I weigh it, I weigh it, because the hidden habit will drive you to act, that's why. <laughs> oh, and Lola, thank you, because <laughs> I just, I just want us to grasp that concept, that the law It doesn't reward and it doesn't punish. It just causes you to rise every single time. And the reward is in the rising itself. Like, think about that for a moment. If Mr. Gates would say, well, you know, I'm not going to go over there and destroy so many lives just for a dollar bill, even though it's billions of dollars. I'm not going to do that. But you know why? Because he didn't gaze into his own self and feel. This is what empathy is. To gaze into yourself to feel what someone else feels. You don't have to experience it. Not physically. But to gaze into your own self and see it and experience it that way by way of law of correspondence, there's a lot of things we wouldn't do. And again, I live in a glass house, y'all. I can't throw stones. We all live in glass houses. But this is why I tell you, when you use the law and you live by the law, you will raise yourself up. Because the law, the law is so nice. You use it, it'll say, oh, oh, you want to change? Oh, Lord, look at you being what you are on the inside. Then you must experience it on the outside. Envy and jealousy add to stress and anger that are closely tied to many illnesses. Hello? Anger has been shown to be a risk for heart disease. Hello? Stress harms the immune system and is linked to a form of cancer. Hello? Hello, again, for the ones in the back, mixed genre. You see, as with in, so without. It is the law of correspondence. I'll tell it to you by way of traditional Chinese medicine then so you understand what I'm saying. When you walk around with a lot of anger, yes? First of all, you're going to sigh a lot. Because you're trying to move that chi that is stuck under the rib cage where the liver is. But because the liver is responsible for moving chi up the body, down the body, left and right, all corners. Because those things are being, those directions are being obstructed, the body likes to be in balance. So it'll pull from somewhere to maintain, but it can only pull and disrupt the rhythm for so long. So how it will get to your heart, you see, the, the liver sends blood up to the heart. The heart houses the mind. If the mind is agitated, that means there's not enough blood for the heart. Then you end up feeling things like palpitations. A palpitation is not the speeding up or the slowing down. That's tachycardia, bradycardia. Palpitations would be, oh my God, that was my heart. I can feel it beating. <laughs> you Listen, you're alive and you don't know your heart's beating until you put your, heart on, your hand on your, your heart and you feel it you feel your pulse. But when you physically feel your heart flutter in your chest, that is a palpitation. That, if, goes, if it goes prolonged, not treated, meaning you don't soothe the liver, peppermint tea will help you. If you don't soothe the liver, you cut off the blood supply to the heart. Huh. What does that sound like? Now you understand correspondence on a physiological level. As within you, so must the body show you what you are doing on the inside. Listen, I am intimately acquainted with that. Intimately acquainted with that. I know what it is like to have it here and then have to lose an organ for it. But I'm not going to go there tonight. I can't be mad at myself, but I learned, didn't I? A hard lesson, but I learned nonetheless. So, when I tell you tonight to examine yourself, recognize holding on to the anger towards somebody else, holding on to the jealousy towards somebody else, is only going to hurt you in the end. This is why forgiveness. You think forgiveness has to do with absolving them of their wrongdoing. No, forgiveness has the job to soothe your liver so that all organs are nourished by blood and you don't fall ill. That is the job of forgiveness, not for them, for you. Does this make sense? Are you understanding correspondence? We think, I don't thought, so just really, nobody knows what I'm thinking. Really? Think it long enough, and you're damn well sure everybody knows what you're thinking. I digress. Let I me mean, look at the chat. Well, mixed genre, yes, but if you keep looking at them being on bottom, time, as within, so without, <laughs> you have to. T- what does Neville Goddard say? Indifference. Indifference. I hope he can't hear me what I'll t- say because he's right there. But, um, there was a hashtag called unbothered. And he was, my son said to me, well, you, you'd have to be bothered to make the hashtag. He goes, it's better to just be indifferent. You just don't care either way. And I was like, touche, touche child. <laughs> I was like, what? But anyway, I digress. So I'm glad this makes sense to you tonight. So if you're walking around with ailments in your body, Look in the mirror. That ailment is linked to a way that you think. And in traditional Chinese medicine, listen, it was no coincidence. Because had it not been for TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, I would not have asked the question, what do you mean? The Yellow Emperor said, a doctor cannot heal the body. The doctor must heal the mind. If I did not come across that statement, I would not have asked the question, how so? What role does the mind play? I would not have gone and found Confucius and said, oh, well, who did Confucius learn from? Oh, who did Buddha learn from? Who did Jesus learn from? Krishna, all of them. And I was like, well, this has an origin. And that is how I discovered the seven hermetic principles. And I teach them to you every single day. And I teach them especially by way of Bible stories because I love Bible stories. That's how I was raised. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so, when I tell you the heart likes bitter foods, does that sound familiar? <laughs> so, if you're dealing with bitterness, who's going to be affected? Heart. You're dealing with grief, the lungs. You're dealing with anger and frustration and rage. Liver. Large intestine. You're always constipated. Well, then you gotta learn how to let things go, literally speaking. <laughs> you see, Louise Hay wrote a book about it the organs in your body and how they relate. But I finally understood it when I studied traditional Chinese medicine. Qi, gong, tai chi, the herbal medicine, gua All of these things have an effect on the body to get to the mind. Acupuncture, they all have a function to get to the mind. But if you don't know that that's what you're doing, it'll only ever be, oh, I'll stick a needle in you. Oh, I'll do some cupping. Because they follow the law, the law of correspondence. Mm. <sighs> what happened to Cain? Did he feel remorse? Well, I don't have any evidence of that based on the story. Um, he He fled for his life everywhere because everybody wanted to kill him, right? because he was marked as the first murderer. Which then makes you wonder, who wanted to kill him? If his mother and father were the only two people that beget him and Abel, there were four and he killed one there was three, who are these other people who were trying to kill him? But that's not why we're here tonight. That's not why we're here. We're here to learn the law from these stories. So did Cain show remorse? Uh, Based on the story I would venture to say not. I would venture to say not. Let me see if I can um, hang hang tight. It says... uh, Let me see. Ah. The Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said, ooh, i got 20% battery power. I'm coming last, just hold tight. Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me. I guess you could say he had remorse. He didn't have remorse because he killed his brother. He had remorse. Why? The punishment is more than I can bear. That is why he had remorse. Not because he killed his brother, but because the punishment was too much. So he wasn't sorry at all. Again, he was still angry, but I digress. But the Lord said to him, not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Hmm. So, you see, but Cain Begat Enoch. The book of Enoch is missing from the Bible. But hey, who am I? I don't... On purpose. I love the way Billy Carson says it. He goes, it was forgotten from the Bible on purpose. Anywho. um, So you see, this is why when we examine ourselves, tell me what I was going to say. Remind me of it. Then we truly examine ourselves, right? This is where true remorse comes from. You examine yourself, right? And you say, oh, let me, I, I miss Mozinga. I don't know if he's here. He's my resident etymologist. Moral anguish arising from repentance for past misdeeds, bitter regret, penitence, compassion, intense and painful regret due to a consciousness of guilt, the pain of a guilty conscience, deep regret with self-condemnation. So remorse comes from the self. Right? But when you look at the law, The law is not gonna breed remorse. The law is gonna say, okay, how do you wanna fix this situation? Here's where you are now, where do you wanna be? And then you act accordingly because too quickly remorse can become guilt. Listen, guilt will rot you. But anyway, I trust um, McShara. I see what you say about him. (laughs) he thinks a lot. Um, Hello, Kelly. I was just thinking about Chinese medicine. One of their teachings is it deals, so acupuncture deals with the nervous system. All of those emotions are connected to our nerves. Yes, they're connected to the nerves, but they're only the effect. The body is the effect. The mind is the cause. One cause, many effects. And they become many effects because the effect will breed its own cause, and you'll have to act again to do another effect. And that effect will breed its own cause. This is why one cause, many effects. Huh? Anywho, Akachi 1972. Hey, I have 19, 18% battery power left. I might get that 10% warning. So, Lance, <laughs> it is all yours.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I'm just a bookend when you come on the stage. All of the books that are in the middle, that's what you can learn from. So, I'm just going to be a bookend and hold you up <laughs> and support you <laughs> and keep you there. <laughs> I'm always coming with something every week.
1: <laughs> I love it, Lance. I love it. <laughs>
0: Thank you, yeah. thank you, and I love you too, and um, I'm just so glad to have you in my presence, and you know, you, you just enhance me every week. You're, you're helping mm-hmm. to change me to be a better person at this ripe old age that I am, and um, it shows that it's never too late, and uh, this is meditation time for me, because sometimes mm-hmm. I say, you when know, I do shows with individuals and they get on, our multitask, but mm-hmm. every time you come on, it arrests me. I can't do anything until it's over. Because what you're saying, you have so many jewels. Yes. You know, you oh, can be walking with the best friend and see something in the window that you always wanted. And you just stop and go to that window and watch. You even, the friend walks 10, 10 stores down. You know what I mean? It's like, wait a second. So that's how captivating you are because it's real substance that nourishes our soul. Just like I was speaking to Neil Frazier earlier. That's why it's so wonderful. When Mondays come, he comes on and you come on. And it just gets me in a good mood. I'm all charged up and it's because of you that I will not sleep tonight because of all the wonderful things you said that I have to ponder. (laughs) And that's not a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh But thank you so much. And just give me that next title and hopefully I can jump on it fast and get it done fast for next week, whenever you decide. And this is what I do. Just thank you for being in that same vein because you work very hard at this. You're dedicated and committed and I can only respect that. Many people get out here and they just want to do a few couple things and they don't want to live it. They don't, they don't want to abide by the law. And when I see that kindred spirit in you, I can guarantee you that you're going to make it, make it big in so many different ways. And you are a servant, but you deserve so much more and you will get it, you know, because I see your heart. You.
1: I'm I'm here because like I learned tonight as well. Listen, I learn every week that I'm on don't get it twisted. I learn every single week. And it is a privilege to share because I understand frustration. I understand what it feels like to feel like you, doesn't matter what you do, you can't get better. That breeds its own thing. And if we can put a stop to that by teaching people how to use these principles, then we would see the change. And so that's what drives me because I have to do it for myself because I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I wanna be better than that. So when I when I share with you, I'm not sharing from you from a pedestal, I'm sharing from you because I'm in the midst of you. I'm on the same level as you. And that's that's what drives me every single day. So um, anywho. who, um Lance, yeah. did you want to open up a thingy afterwards if you have time? Or they can meet me on Discord because Miss Miss Genre was like, Well, I'd love to pick your brain. I'm like, pick away. <laughs> <laughs> whichever way <laughs> is easy cool. for you. Not just a cotton ball, yeah, but whichever it's cool. way
0: easy. Yeah, yeah, they can go to Discord or they can come to the conference line. Whichever way is easy, you know, for everybody, you know, whichever way. Um, um if they're used to Discord or whatever, um drop or the, the conference line, in I mean, the
1: chat. Drop the number yes, in the chat for the conference line, Lance.
0: Right now. Yes, I'm going to do that right now. Right now. And just know we have international calling numbers also. So um, you can... Okay, let me, let me get this right now. A little copy yeah. and paste right here. Because
1: I have yeah. to charge it, my phone because I want to yeah. get
0: on. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Let me drop this in here. Come on, computer. Okay right here we go boom that's the number coming in right there three two one five two one two five one five and I have a conference internet so I have international uh, conference lines that you can call from different countries if in case you need I'm gonna drop that in there I have all the numbers there and you don't get charged for those calls even when you call international so okay. don't be scared
1: don't be scared. Right, you don't get charged <laughs> for those.
0: <Yes. laughs> and that's I'll for plug the my International phone in. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's come on I'll in. Whoever gets there first, you may hear silence because nobody else is there. Whoever comes yeah. in second activates everything. So when you hear a little noise here, what I'll do, I'll go there to start it off. But anytime you want to go on there and you can live time with you know friends, fans, whatever, just go on in. You don't need my permission. It's only if maybe folks are already there. But most of the time it's pretty much dead until it's a show going on. So yes. just feel free. You know, that's what it's there for. And that automatically records. So if you do something on there, Angela, just say, hey, Lance, go in and grab that recording for me so I can put it up. So you can always do that. And it can be from all over Brilliant.
1: the world. I like that.
0: And everybody has a phone. So pretty much <laughs> it makes it really convenient. So, yes. you know, that's why I'm always going. working really good, too. You know, because you have access to the MP3 afterward, and I'll always supply that to you if need oh, be.
1: Thank you, Lance. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I got a shout out before I go because I have 10% battery power. You know how that is, right? Let me oh, shout yeah. out mixed yeah. genre real quick. But I will say okay. hello to everybody who's yeah. here. Kelly. Yes, Akashy. I'm there. You're there? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Rebel yeah. Media, mixed Genre, M Lola. Uh, Megan, hello. Uh, Yvonne Selina. I see you, darling. Indigo King. Now, who else was here tonight? Landon was here, darling. Uh Rainbow Light Warrior, hello. David, hello. Great choice, David. Pope Leo. Landon. Um, yeah. There you go. That's everybody who was here, but to mix genre. Thank you. Girl, I am working on all my things. When they're ready, they'll be added to my link tree. Hey, thank you. (laughs) But Spreaker does not monetize Canadians, just like Anchor. Just, eh, I'll throw that in there, but yeah, because I'm with Anchor, right? Anywho, I don't want my phone to die. So I will see (laughs) you alls in the thingy let me charge my phone for a minute and i'll come over right. and see y'all if you got questions you know i'll be there to shoot yeah. the breeze with everybody thank I'll, you
0: Lance. thank you thank you thank you you're always welcome see you there don't let your phone die now
1: <laughs> yes much love everybody much love <laughs> Bye, Lance. <Thank> <laughs>